Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's son, full of grace and truth. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning. Every year on the first Sunday after Christmas, we hear the prologue to John's gospel. We have just celebrated the birth of our Lord, but Christmas is not yet over. John's gospel invites us to pause on this sixth day of Christmas, to pause and to consider who Jesus is, whose birth we are celebrating. On Christmas Eve, the choral prelude um, at 10.30 included the hymn, What Child Is This?, which we are also going to sing this morning. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? Why lies he in such mean estate where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christian fear, for sinners here the silent word is pleading. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste, to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. When the angels finished singing, those guardian shepherds made their way with haste to the manger and made known what had been told them about this child. Those who heard the account were amazed, but Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. This morning, we, like Mary, are invited to ponder in our hearts this question about who this vulnerable infant is. Who is this Jesus who was born in Bethlehem during the reign of Caesar Augustus? John's gospel calls us back to the creation story in the book of Genesis, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the word, And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. You'll remember that when the Lord saw saw what he created, he said that it was good. In fact, it was very good. And the season of celebrating the birth of Jesus, this one through whom all things were made, is a season for acknowledging that this world, despite frequent appearances to the contrary, was created good, was created very good. This belief in the goodness of creation allows us to feel at home in the world. It's a belief that allows us to say yes to the blessings of children, of family, and of friends. It's a belief that allows us to enjoy good food. It's a belief that allows us to rejoice when we are surprised by beauty. And why? 
because the one who created our world came among us and showed us that our creator is full of grace and truth. Because of what and who we celebrate during this season, we can rejoice in our existence. The second thing that can be said that must be said about the one whose birth we celebrate is that he is God, the only son who is close to the father's heart. This is the one who has made God known to us. Because the one whose birth we celebrate is close to God's heart, and because he has appeared as one of us, we can look at Jesus and know who God is. We don't have to speculate. We have seen God's glory in the face of Christ Jesus. I love this image of being close to God's heart. Because Jesus is close to God's heart, so are we, and so are the, those whom we love, and those whom we have loved, and perhaps lost. Shortly before Christmas, I had the holy privilege of being present with a former parishioner and dear friend at the time of his death. In his dying, his wife and his daughters knew how deeply his father's heart had loved them. And at his death, he was, and still is, close to God's heart. Sometimes it's easy to forget what grace we have received. The religious hu history of humankind is a history of a long search in which we try to discover who it is that created us and placed us in this world. There was a Christmas ad several years ago that said when humans reach out for God, it's called religion. But when God reaches out for us, it's called Christmas. God, in God's grace, has come to us and made himself known. God is the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we look, when we look at Christ, we look at God and know him as he is rather than as we might have imagined him. What is more, we know, now know how to address God with God's proper name. To all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. We have received him, and we have been given power to become the children of God. And as children of God, it is our privilege to call God Abba. With the birth of Jesus, who is close to the Father's heart and who has made him known, we are also close to God's heart as well. We are close to God's heart with the words Abba on our lips. The third thing that our reading from the Gospel of John reminds us is that Jesus was the light of the world. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Light will be the theme of the Epiphany season that begins with the arrival of the Magi on the Feast of Epiphany, which is next Sunday. But light is also the theme of the Christmas season. This morning, as we are invited to contemplate, to ponder the mystery of our Lord's birth, 
we're also invited to claim the promise of light. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Sometimes it seems as though the darkness is winning, as though darkness is overcoming the light. The birth of the Prince of Peace is celebrated during a time of war on several, several fronts, both foreign and domestic. Wars are being fought in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, and Yemen, to name but a few. Domestically, there is conflict about border security, gun control, immigration law, again, to name but a few. The birth of Jesus, who's the great physician, is celebrated under the shadow of images of displacement, of famine, of illness, of injuries incurred in those conflicts. Sometimes it seems as though the darkness is overcoming the light, but we have been promised otherwise. The word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The mystery of Christ's birth is the mystery of the God who created all things. It's the mystery of the creator of the universe who has come to us and shown us his glory. It's the mystery of God, the only son, who is close to the father's heart, full of grace and truth. It's the mystery of God's son who came among us as light and life. I want to close with the words to hymn 82, words dating back to the 4th century and sung to the tune Divinum Mysterium, Divine Mystery. Of the Father's love begotten, ere the worlds began to be, he is Alpha and Omega, the source, the ending he. Of the things that are, that have been, and that future years shall see, evermore and evermore. Oh, that birth forever blessed when the virgin, full of grace, by the Holy Ghost conceiving, bore the Savior of our race, and the babe, the world's redeemer, first revealed his sacred face, evermore and evermore. Let the heights of heaven adore him, angel hosts his praises sing, powers, dominions bow before him, and extol our God and King. Let no tongue on earth be silent, every voice in concert ring, evermore and evermore. Christ, to thee with God the Father and a Holy Ghost, to thee hymn and chant and high thanksgiving and unwearied praises be, honor, glory, and dominion, and eternal victory, evermore and evermore. Divine mystery indeed. Amen. Amen.